Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on September 20th, 2018. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place. To do just the that. South Bay Show is brought to you by the Academy of Foreign Languages. If you have any interest in learning a new language or brushing up on existing language skills, you should know about the Academy of Foreign Languages. Located in Palos Verdes, the Academy of Foreign Languages specializes in the art of communication. Their mission is to provide the finest language instruction possible. They recognize that each student has distinctive needs and craft their teaching technique to optimize an individual's particular learning skills. At the Academy of Foreign Languages, they strive to create a comfortable environment conducive to learning. So whether you're learning a new language or would simply like to converse in your native tongue, the Academy of Foreign Languages can accommodate you. For additional information, visit their website at academyofforeignlanguages.com, that's all spelled out, or call 310-975-4133. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you doing today? Oh, Joe, I'm so excited about today's show. <laughs> yes. I, I was able to listen to about the first half an hour and it's, it's, it's really wonderful. I mean, you know, of course I, I, Started living here in the South Bay in Manhattan Beach, but my family and our children grew up in Hermosa Beach, and it's so you know, exciting. You know, Joe, you're you're going, you're getting a little, you're going in and out. Um, oh, yeah, just a I'm little sorry. bit. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Just don't do, just don't do <laughs> it again. Anyway, okay. well, let me give let me give the listeners a little background here. I know I've mentioned this a couple of times on the show in the last couple of weeks. But uh, last, I believe it was last month, I, yeah, last month, I, I was invited to go on this audio walking tour of Hermosa Beach. Um, and this particular tour focuses on the musical history of Hermosa Beach, of which I knew a little bit about. Uh, not much. I just had a, a vague idea that, you know, and then, of course, when La La, La, La Land came out, you know, the lighthouse. I, I, I knew that there was a lot of jazz going on in the lighthouse. Um, but, you know, other than that, not too much. I, I knew that there was some punk scene in the 70s, but again, I didn't know that much. Anyway, I was invited to go on this tour. I went on it. It was fantastic. All right. It was about, a, mm-hmm. I don't know, 75, I think it was a 75 minute tour, uh, walking right. around a fairly small area of downtown Hermosa Beach. Uh, You start on the pier. I don't think you go any more than three blocks north, three blocks east, and three blocks south. So it's not like you're out there hiking for days and days. Um, Very, very well done. And I've been talking about it ever since. And uh, and (laughs) as a matter of fact, last week, um, 
the gentleman, our guest today, uh, he had called me and he had asked me because when I told uh, after the tour, I took the tour, I spoke to him and I, I said it's fantastic, I loved it, and he asked me if I would do a testimonial and I thought, oh yeah, sure, I'll you know go online and type something about it, and then he asked me to come down and do a video tutorial, um, and and so so now apparently there's a, a video out there of me talking about how great this tour is. <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's so funny when you said persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. Uh, what right. what Adam is doing with this? All all four of those words describe uh, what it takes to to get something like this done. So um, you want to get right to it? Let's <sighs> get right to it, Jackie. Who's our guest today? Our guest this morning is Adam Malvani, founder of Experience GPS Tours. Now, Adam's background is in product development and marketing of consumer products. He started his career in the toy business and was with Mattel for 10 years. Now, Adam has been a serial entrepreneur for most of the last 25 years, launching and selling several companies. His last venture before EGT was an idea he first tested at Fiesta Hermosa about 10 years ago, and Joe, I think I remember that. <laughs> it was called Your Photo on Canvas, you know, self-explanatory. We all know what it is now, but back then it was new. Uh, he eventually became the exclusive supplier for photos for Canvas uh, for, for Costco. He grew the business and then sold it. Now, Adam was doing some consulting work when he had an idea for a GPS audio tour. He researched what was happening in that space and was so impressed with a company called Detour, he decided to quit his job and launch a GPS audio tour business. And the rest, as they will soon say, is history. Uh, this morning, we're going to hear about Adam's journey into GPS tours and his first project, a tour of Hermosa Beach. Now, as I said, I did the tour a couple of weeks ago and was literally blown away by it. Adam, welcome to the program we're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. We're we're thrilled as well. I mean, this is really uh, fun. It's uh, extremely uh, educational, but it's it's musical and it's it's uh, it's also an experience. I mean, it, the the company name GPS Experiences or Exper- is really really interesting. This concept of taking people on a journey in real space, almost like what they call um, augmented reality, is a very it's it feels good, and I can't wait for more. When's the next one coming out? Oh God. <laughs> Well, this first one only <laughs> took me three years, so uh, right now I'm just focused on uh, trying to get the word out about this one and and encouraging people to take it, and uh, who knows where it's going to go. I'm just putting it out there to the community and the world and see where it goes. But, I, I mean, I would like to, of course, uh, you know, expand the concept to, to other cities, but uh, – that's down the line, right? Right. Oh, I can think. I can it's, think of several it's, it's, off the top of my head that that you should be doing. You should be working on already. <laughs> and of course, you know me, Joe. <laughs> I want. I want to keep it South Bay. You know, I, I want to keep it South right, Bay. I mean, right. eventually it'll it'll go across the country. But uh, I think downtown Torrance right. would be a, a next great step. But that's just my opinion. Go on. Yeah, there well, there I, are so many potential places and ways. Um, to to have this this idea, um, like you know, right. I, I just on the top of my list locally, you know. Now, 
the reality is I need to figure out a way, you know, I wish I were independently wealthy and I could just spend my time making these and giving them away, you know, but unfortunately (laughs) I have to figure out a way to make a living again. But, um, you know, I've had conversations locally here with like the Hermosa beach mural project, you know, which would be fantastic to do one with the murals that technology is perfect for that because it's one thing to be able to, you know, look at a mural and go, Oh, that's, that's, you know, interesting. But it's a whole nother thing when you hear the stories behind it and you add the sound effects and the music and the narration, as Jackie said, it can, it really takes you there. So we'll see where it goes. But right now I'm just focused on Hermosa and marketing it and proving the concept. Right. And, you know, um, we, we talked about, you know, what we would do today and you sent us all of these great clips. So we're not going to get into the technology. We're not going to get into the future of experience uh, GPS tours. We're going to get into the, what, what there is today, this wonderful uh, journey through the musical history of uh, Hermosa beach. And we've got some clips what are we going to hear today? Well, I, I gathered four different clips, um, kind of chronologically. We'll hear little snippets of the swing era that was going on here in Hermosa in the 30s to the surf music of the 60s to then uh, Greco's head shop that started here in 66 and was here for 40 years. And then finally, the infamous church where hardcore punk was born. So that's what we'll, we'll hear if we have time for all of that. Okay, okay. So um, these are, these are um, ideas and concepts, I think, the, the concept of taking people at a location and really giving them background information. This is something that is done at the Getty Museum. My wife and I frequent the Getty Museum, and you can buy a headset, or not buy, but just uh, offer your, your, uh, your ID, your driver's license, and they'll give you a headset. And then at each station or at each location, you'll see a number uh, on the wall or, or somewhere that you can punch in, and then they'll give you uh, some background on that piece of art and the, the, the uh, artist. But this is different. This is really the walking uh, and the, the seeing of the, of, the, of the buildings and all of that really adds a lot um, to what you're, you're looking at. It's similar, but, but different. Yes, it's, it's, it's the same concept, but, yeah, it, this is rather than just little unrelated bits. You know, this is uh, – and I got to give a lot of credit to uh, Stephanie Jens, who was the executive producer, uh, writer for a lot of this, who happened, I, I coincidentally met, and um, she had produced 10 of these GPS audio walking tours in Chicago for Detour, which was just an incredible coincidence that I met her at my brother's at Thanksgiving. And she really helped me folk, turn it into a story um, that's a lot like kind of walking around in a movie. So it is, it, it's similar to the, the museum tours, but that's part of the challenge, I think, is people 
maybe that have taken museum tours and go, okay, that's kind of boring, you know, but this is taking it to a whole new level. Yeah, it's completely different, Joe. Joe, it's completely different. Um, First off, I just want to say the person that narrated it was fantastic. So Hmm. you start at the base of the pier, and this narrator takes you through a little bit of the history of Formosa. And then he, he says, okay, let's turn towards Pier Avenue and walk that way. And when you get down to the Strand, you're, you're going to make a slight left and uh, be careful of the bicyclists and the, and, and the roller skaters, you know. And <laughs> it, 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 no, it really is like he's walking right beside you. And, right. And, and, and it, it's even timed very well because as you're walking from one point to the next point, there, there's history, you know, there, there's narration going on, you're learning stuff, you're getting a little bit of background, and then boom, you're standing in front of this building, or you're looking at, you know, something in particular. Uh, so, but, uh, Joe, you have to take it. You, you have to take it. Oh, yes, yes. As, as I say, I've listened to some of it, but I wasn't actually walking the tour. You can yeah. go and download the app, and you can listen to the tour without actually doing the walk, but you you need to do the walking. That's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. <laughs> and let's just mention right at the top here, um, the, the tour is free through October 1st. So if you download the app, Experience GPS Tours, and you open it up, uh, the, the walking tour for Mosa is free until October 1st. So um, download it and do it when you have a moment. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, okay, which one are we going to listen to first, Adam? Let's start with uh, the Zookas and Swing Music yes. of the 1930s. So All right. I'll give you a little Zookas. bit. A, a li- yeah. Yes. So a little bit of background on this. Um, you know, like Jackie, when I started this, I, you know, I, I knew about some of the lighthouse and the jazz history and the punk history. That was pretty much all I knew. And, um, you know, and when we started this, we didn't know really what the story was going to be about because we knew there was some music and there was some counterculture with the surfers and the hippies and the punks and the hoedads. And then there's this really interesting history that goes back a hundred years. But as we started, we interviewed about almost 30 people and we began to discover all these different music stories so stephanie the my producer helped me you know really focus on the music and then we got joe nolte the who started hermosa's first punk band to be the narrator who i agree with jackie did a fabulous job but back to zuka so we start with the swing music which very few people in hermosa really know that swing was was really what put Hermosa on the map in many ways. There was like a half a dozen swing clubs here in town. And Zuka's was the first place where alco- where they had alcohol in Hermosa. And it's, it was located mm-hmm. in what is now the parking lot uh, next to what was the Mermaid and is now Slater's 50-50. So you're, you're looking at a parking lot, which sounds pretty horrible place for a stop, but then – when you hear from the, the person telling the story is a gentleman that we found. His name is Tommy Rice, and we found him through the magic of Facebook. Somebody said, oh, you got to talk to Tommy. 
you know, he's he's now in his 90s, but he he grew up here and uh, talked to him. So we we interviewed him, and he just told these incredible stories. So this one is um, he. By the way, Tommy is uh, was an early surfer here and is on the Surfer Walk of Fame. Slept under the you know Hermosa Pier with Dale Velzi. I mean, there's so many stories that. Hmm. One of the hardest parts was trying to figure out what not to put in. You know, that was painful. Right. But anyway, back to Zuka. So you're sitting here leaning against the wall, uh, the strand wall, and Tommy Rice is describing what it was like when he was leaning against that same wall in the exact spot um, in front of Zuka's where um, swing music was happening. And he wasn't old enough to get in. But what's really amazing to me is, I mean, this is 80 years ago. He's telling this story, and he's describing it like it was yesterday, you know. And the passion in his voice, there's something about music when you're young that you just never forget it. It's like, you know, it's proven, like, even with Alzheimer's patients that can't remember their name, you know, if you play a song from their youth, it just brings them to life, you know, and that's what happens in many places throughout this tour. But um, Zuka's, wow. yeah, so here you're leaning against the wall, and he's describing what it was like to be out front of Zuka's, and that's the setup. All right. That's the setup. Here we go. And then there was Zuka's which sat on that parking lot to your left. It was the first club in Hermosa where you could get a drink after Prohibition ended. And God knows this town needed a drink by then. You want to get a closer look? Let's take a left and head toward that low wall that runs along the beach side of the Strand. Don't cross the Strand. Instead, walk along the wall to the other side of that first white light pole and stop there. You see it? Then kick back and lean against the wall so you're out of the way. That's what Tommy Rice and his friends used to do before they were old enough to get in. Okay, you got your spot? Now, imagine it's 1938. Zuka's is directly in front of you. Inside, people dressed to the nines are sipping cocktails. The bandstand is straight ahead. And tonight, the great Fletcher Henderson is playing very arranger who helped put Benny Goodman on the map. That's him now. Fletcher Henderson. He was one of the big arrangers. We'd stand outside uh, and lean against the wall and listen to the music. I don't know what you think of swing music, but let me tell you, this sound was trailblazing. It had a syncopated beat, so instead of a straight 2-4 count, it's 1-3-1-3. This was a big deal in music. Older folks just didn't get it. But the kids here in California, they danced their friggin' hearts out. Tommy Rice was one of them. We'd get some beer in us. I was known for the dirty boogie. I could get down on my knees and back like this, lay it out on, on my heel, and be half drunk. I think I've done that dance a couple of times. But I'm not sure I got back up. Swing music helped people forget hard times for a night. And here in Hermosa, it came with a cool ocean breeze. And once swing music arrived, this town would never be the same. Okay, let's head back in the direction we came. Be sure to look both ways 
then very carefully cross the strand. You don't want to get run over by one of those racing bike guys in tight shorts. That's no joke. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just wanted to add, when you're standing, when you're leaning against that strand wall, uh, you can look at your phone because there's hundreds of pictures. Uh, Adam, uh, you, you got a bunch of pictures. Tell us about that. Right, yeah. Um, so when we were at Tommy's house, he brought out his photo album. And, you know, you see pictures of him with his best buddy, Dale Velzi, who was a legendary surfer who started the world's first surfboard business. But all these incredible shots of him, you know, surfing with Dale Velzi or standing you know, in front of Zuka's there with with these guys, they look like they're they're filthy, you know, looking like homeless guys that you know, because they're living they're living under the Hermosa Pier eighty years ago. You know, it's just incredible and and it's the the magic of it is hearing these stories firsthand. And it's the kind of stuff you could never you know, get out of Wikipedia or whatever, you know, there's just, and it's such an, an honor. I don't know how else to put it to capture these stories Mm -hmm. and and that have never been told. I mean, like we're standing Mm -hmm. there with his, you know, recording this with his daughter present and she had never heard these stories, you know, and it's captured not only for the community and the history of Hermosa, but for their family too. I mean, like one gentleman we interviewed was Jim Kerwin, who the Kerwin family was one of the first families in Hermosa. And they start, they uh, were in the building that is now the Palmilla, you know, that old building there down yeah. in the plaza. Yeah. And, th- and that was their family bakery downstairs and they lived upstairs. So that building is like a hundred years old. And he's telling us these stories of what it was like here you know, in the early 1900s, you know, which seems like such ancient, ancient history, but this guy's telling it to us. He was there. He was born in that house and he's since passed away in the last couple of years. And it's really um, special to, to have the opportunity to preserve these stories. That's a big part of it for me, why it's really meaningful. Excellent! Yeah. Wow! Fantastic! Yeah. And and you worked with the you were you worked with the historical society as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. The historical society was great in allowing me to use some of these uh, these old photographs. And I mean, I got photographs and stories from everywhere. I mean, I the research was pretty amazing. I mean, um, you know, like I they opened up their archives, and I'm reading through you know, the actual 100-year-old newspapers that are in the archives of the Historical Society. Or I went to the City Hall and am going through files to find, you know, read handwritten notes that they still have these files. Like I was trying to research the Insomniac and find out exactly where it was, where it's now where, like, where Spider Surf and Tower 12 are. And I'm reading through these Hmm. handwritten notes from, like, the city commissioner and there's things like, you know, in our effort to condemn the insomniac, 
You know, we want to take this strategy to get rid of it. I'm like, wow. You know, it's like, it's, it's, there's stories everywhere and it's, it's fun to discover them and, and share them. You know, um, well, no wonder why it took three years if you're going through yeah. old documents. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's right. funny. It's just like I, I did that when years and years ago, 30 years ago, I started doing my family genealogy. And literally, I had to go mm. down to City Hall. I was in the basement. I was looking at old ledgers and microfiche and all this stuff. Today, you go online, and it's all right there. You don't have to leave leave your, your, your laptop to get all the information you need. Uh, but But mm. I guess – you know, some some cities maybe don't necessarily have all of that uh, digitized yet. But where do you, where did you where did you start, Adam? I mean, like how how did you find these people? Like, did you find Tommy's name on a flyer or something or in in a record? And and you were like, is he still alive? Can we talk to any of these? People? How did how did you start? Yeah, I started by um, well, I started I. I said, you know, I think Hermosa would be a good place to do my first tour because I live here. And um, mm. you know, I thought logistically it would be the easiest and I could, you know, in a few months get something done, you know. So I started researching and, um, and then I, I hired three different radio producers who had, you know, had experience with, you know, like public radio who, who interviewed people and then put little radio shows together. And um, so they went out and started, you know, interviewing people that we found through either, you know, a lot of it was me talking to people in the community and saying, Hey, who should I speak to about to get, you know, who knows about the music or the bikers Mm -hmm. or the hippies. And so I just started gathering names and, and, um, and putting it out on Facebook. So we found Tommy Rice, for example, just, I put it on one of these, um, you know, you must have grown up in Hermosa or Manhattan. If uh-huh. is a yes. Facebook group, yeah. which where there's like seven thousand members or something. You know, it's incredible the power uh, that the internet has in in reaching out. So somebody said, "Yeah, you got to talk to." See, I don't know. They were like, "I don't know if Tommy's alive anymore, but like he might be a good person to talk to. See if you can." And somehow, just through, you know research and talking to people we we now you know the vast we we ended up we like i said we interviewed about 30 people and i spoke to probably you know hundreds of people um in trying to do this research but we ended up using only you know probably 10 minutes in you know 15 minutes of these interviews so and one of, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm eventually going to be donating all of these audios uh, recordings to the Historical Society and hoping that um, someday they can figure out a way to, to integrate them into their museum. And so mm-hmm. but it's, they're preserved and they'll be shared in some way. But um yeah, that's a long-winded answer to your question. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, the, the, it's the magic. It's the magic of social media. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. So, I mean, right. uh, I, we've all experienced it. You know, people you haven't seen since grammar school, 
or contacted you on Facebook, or you find you stumble across them. Yeah, so right. oh, that's that's great. Yeah, right. and as you said, you live in the community, uh, you're you're active in the community, you know a lot of people in the community. Uh, when I was when I was with you last week down on Pier Avenue, we're doing this video, and several people were walk just walking their dogs and said, "Oh, hi, hi, how are you? How are you?" And I you introduced me to one of the women that that uh, you interviewed that was there during one of the other scenes. Um, I'm right. Sorry. Yep. I Carol, can't Car- Carol James, that yes. was, who, yeah, I mean, and I met Carol James just by walking, you know, I literally walked this route trying to figure out what the route would be. I walked it hundreds of times, like maybe twice a day, trying, because try, as you said, trying to get the timing right, you know, mm-hmm. of these stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I met her just walking down 10th street um she was sitting out front of her house and i started chatting and turns out she had moved there with her family in 1954 and her family owned the several businesses one was called juicy james which is now where the beach house hotel is you know but it was like a little hamburger stand and um she just had these incredible stories of what it was like here, you know, being a waitress there from nine, her whole life was like on the wow. strand between 10th street and 14th street, you know, at the Biltmore. And she described, you know, sneaking into the ballroom in the Biltmore and dancing like Ginger Rogers on the hardwood floors. And, you know, there's just so many stories that people have. And, uh, but trying to, edit them down into a cohesive story is was really challenging but it 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 definitely works editing 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 is the most time consuming <laughs> oh my god uh, it is joe joe Jackie, let's I'm, do a quick yeah let's yeah let's do a quick commercial break and um before Whoop. yeah we go to the next thing okay okay Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we're going to be taking some some detours down memory lane in Hermosa Beach today, and we're very excited to be doing with Experience GPS Tours. Um, You can find out more at experiencegpstours.com. And uh, we're going to we're going to have some more audio. Which which one should we play next? Uh, what was next on the list was, uh, uh uh-oh, my computer shut down. Let's see, it went from swing to surf music, right? Surf music, yes. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, just to set this one up real quick, if you want me to. You want to, you want to play? Jackie, I'm going to go and then you can Uh, play it. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, I don't, do I have it? Yeah, it's right up there. Wait, 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 let me find it. Which one? What, what number GPS. one? Number GPS. Well, are you going to play uh, the longest one? GPS, GPS 145. GPS 145. Surf music 145. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. okay. All right. Go so ahead, I'll Adam. Set, I'll, set I'll set this one up real quick. So um, somehow we were led to Paul Johnson, who describes here playing it what was the Hermosa Biltmore, which is now the location in Noble Park. And um, so he was one of, he started a band called the Bel Airs in 1960 at the age of 14. 
And um, it was an instrumental guitar band, and which was just in its early, early stages, before it was even known as surf music. And um, so he tells the story of playing at the Hermosa Biltmore in 1961. We'll leave it at that. All right. Okay. Here we go. And smack dab in the middle of it all was Little Hermosa Beach, home to some of the best surfers in the world and music everywhere you turn. One of those musicians was Paul Johnson. I was 14 in 1960 when I started an instrumental guitar band called the Bel Airs. So we ended up renting the Hermosa Biltmore, and it was all these surfer guys who showed up. The Bel Airs played this song, Volcanic Action, right here to 1,500 surf-stomping kids. The ballroom was on the second floor, and it had these great wood floors. It was all the better for the surfer stomp. The surfers were fond of wearing these Mexican Hirachi sandals that had metal taps on the bottom. And the sound of that stomping just resonated. It was like the whole building was stomping to the beat of the music. And it was awesome. I remember in the first break of the first dance, this prominent local surfer came up to me and he says, Wow, man, your music sounds just like it feels out on a wave. You ought to call it surf music. Between what Dick Dale was doing that summer and what we were doing in the South Bay, the surfers embraced the music and claimed it as their own, and surf music was born. No lyrics, just instruments and a loud, fast guitar that felt like riding the inside of a wave. And every kid wanted in. Wow. That's it. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Go ahead. One of the interesting parts of that story, I, I eventually I got to know Paul pretty well. In fact, I visited him uh, just recently in the hospital. He's now battling leukemia, and he uh, hopes to be get back and get his guitar going again. But anyway, he was telling me the story of he, he recollects that a couple of the Beach Boys at that time, they were known as the Pendletones before they were the Beach Boys, were at that particular show. And um, as it turns out, um, two of the Beach Boys, Mike Love and Dennis Wilson, lived right around the corner um, in 1961 at 1727 Hermosa Avenue. We found that out by one of my radio producers happened to be talking to Mike Love on a different project. He said, Oh yeah, I lived at 1727. And which, which, you know, I had heard like rumors that right. they lived the, some of the beach boys lived in Hermosa, but it was told firsthand by Mike Love, you know, which was pretty incredible. The house is still there. They each had a brand new, this was right after they had signed their first record deal with Capitol records. And they each had a Corvette in the garages there. And yeah. So he talked about, so Dennis Wilson, who was the only surfer of the Beach Boys, was living right here, and and he convinced his brother Brian Wilson to write about the surf scene that was exploding on these beaches. And sure enough, they did that, and they changed their name to the Beach Boys, and the rest is history. But, you know, people just 
it's it's so exciting to me to to discover these stories that people just don't know about, you know, that have never been told. And, you know, the idea that Hermosa had a really significant impact on the Beach Boys, which changed music around the world, you know, it's pretty incredible. It is. You know, it's funny. You hear you hear stories like that once in a while. You know, you'll hear a rumor that oh, so and so lived here, or so and so slept here. You know, you know, you know, Abraham Lincoln apparently slept every place. Uh, but but to get it confirmed from somebody that was there, from one one of the people, is, is you know that that there you go. Yeah. It happened. It happened. And yeah. Was it was it you that was telling me, or is it in the tour? I'm trying to remember something about Jim Morrison. Oh. You know, I I don't know if I told you that. Maybe I did. But, um, yeah, one of the stories I heard was that, you know, the on Pier Avenue where the Subway sandwich place is, it was – it used to be many years ago the either-or bookstore. Right, right. right. Now, now it's curious, that, that building. And so right. I had heard somebody who works – who worked in the either-or bookstore – that the owner of the either or bookstore told him the story that in the early sixties, when they started expanding up the street and occupying the more spaces that one of the, the place that is now the subway was, uh, was rented or owned by Dennis Wilson who lived around the corner. So that's feasible. But he said when Dennis, when he wasn't using the space, he would let other local musicians rehearse there. So the story is that two of the he he lent um, the space to um, uh, what's the keyboarder for the the keyboard player for the Doors? Oh, Ray Manzarek. Ray Manzarek, yes. Ray Manzarek, who's who lived in his parents lived in a Manhattan Beach, and he had played. I'd seen pictures of him playing at the Lighthouse. I'm like. Okay, that could be. So apparently he 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 let Ray Manzarek practice there, and this was like right after he had met Jim Morrison, and they rehearsed in that space where Subway is. Now, I wasn't able – I so wanted to include that story in there, but I couldn't find anybody else to corroborate that story. You so know, I got to tell you – I got to I, I tell you something. I talked to somebody else about, a, I think it was about a week before meeting you and hearing that from you. I heard that similar story from somebody else. Somebody saying that there used to be a garage band that played and they were so loud and noisy and annoying. Uh, somebody that was, I think, next door, uh, a, soup, a, little, a little market or something. I can't remember, but I heard this story, same story twice in, the same, like in a week's time. And, really? And, yeah, for the life of me, I can't remember who, but it'll eventually come to me. Uh, so that's amazing. You know, um, you w- when we were listening to the to the to the last audio clip, the Biltmore Hotel, it, it, he said fifteen hundred kids would be in there dancing. Yeah, 15, on the second floor 15, was a ball, huge ballroom, which um, they used to have. Like Frank Sinatra even played there in nineteen fifty. You know, which. I never heard anybody that knew that, but um, yeah, it was it was a huge place that Hermosa Biltmore was 
you know, I, I talked to a lot of people who had stories, some amazing stories about, I mean, you could do a whole movie just on the Hermosa Biltmore on a lot of these places, you know, if you, you start digging, it's like you, you find these amazing stories when you talk to people that were here back, you know, at that time. Um, That's in fact, amazing. The next, the next Considering, you know, the, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, say but, uh, Hermosa, Hermosa is a just, it's such a small town. It's still a small town, but back then it was an even smaller town. So for them to be able to get 1,500 into a ballroom for a dance, is, that's amazing. They must yeah, have come from all yeah. over. Yeah, no, it's true that, I mean, surf music, you know, was just, you know, the surfer scene and, and the surfer stomps was uh, – was catching like wildfire, you know, and the most famous one is, you know, down in Newport where uh, Dick Dale was playing at the rendezvous ballroom. So that, you know, between what he was doing down there and what the Bel Airs and other bands were doing here and, and the Hermosa Biltmore turned out to be, um, you know, kind of a, a key place where these surf bands were playing. We also interviewed uh, Randy Nort who was in a band called a surf band called the challengers was, was one of the most successful surf bands. And they played there in 1962 with the beach boys um, mm. who played at the Hermosa Biltmore. And he, that was right, you know, at the, at a fraternity dance party, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, and it was like amazing, you know? So, and I found the flyer that, you know, I have a picture of it in the tour that comes up on your phone of, the Beach Boys at a fraternity dance party at the Hermosa Biltmore. It's like, that's right. cool. That's cool. Yeah. And as they had come during the whole tour. And they came to the see? party in their in yeah. their Woody. <laughs> in their Woody. From um, but you can see You can see all these pictures while you're taking the tour. On your phone, there are hundreds of these historical photographs uh, that, that, that Adam put together. So, so, while you're listening, you can see you're not looking at a vacant parking lot. Uh, you're looking at what what it was, and it and it just it's like you're there. Um, so let's move on to the next phase, Adam. We're going to, okay. to the the punk the punk era. No, oh, you wanted uh, first is Greco's Headshot, oh, Greco's. which was one of your one of your favorite stops. Okay. And uh, right, so that was at the time you took the tour. It was the Yak and Yeti. Right, um, right, right, right. Which, mm-hmm. which has which has since closed. So I need to make you know right. that's one of the challenges is when something changes or closes. Like we've got to go back and and redo a certain part of the tour. But okay, um, this, anyway, this, so this is a long clip, and I want to get it, and I, and I and we okay. have another one I want to play. So we're gonna we're okay. gonna go right to this, okay? Go for it. Go for it. All right. If it's open, go ahead and walk in. Don't be shy. Head on in. They're expecting you. Someone may say hello because that's what people do in Hermosa. If they do, just smile and point to your headphones. They'll get it. The store used to be called Grico's. It opened in 1966 and sold handcrafted leather sandals made by the owner, John Warren, himself. But Grico's sold more than just sandals. There were long, flowy skirts, suede fringe vests, black light posters, and pipes and roach clips in a case to the right. 
Yep, Rico's was also a head shop, one of the first in the country, and it stayed here for almost 40 years. The stained glass window above the alcove in the back and on the ceiling are original. A lot of the stores had creative touches like that back then. If you want to shop a little, you can pause me and press play when you're ready to go. Otherwise, throw the clerk a peace sign and let's head out. Check out those cobblestones outside the door as you go. John ripped out the pavement to put those in. He put in those vintage lampposts too. Didn't ask anyone's permission, he just did it. Things were a little looser around here then. We're gonna keep going. Same direction with the shops on your right and then stop when you get to the corner. Oh, I thought that I thought that was a longer um huh. oh, that's weird. Stand in front of the brick doorway. The address oh, is one No, that's okay. That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I turned 19 in 75, and it felt like things... Hold on. If it's open, go ahead and walk in. Don't be shy. Head on in. They're expecting you. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. I thought it was an eight-minute clip. Um, so, yeah. So, Joe, we included that one because it was hyster- I thought it was hysterical. And it's something, you know, you've noticed. Anytime you walk by there, the Yak and Yeti... You knew it was different, but you didn't think about it. You know what I mean? It, 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 you can picture it, I'm sure. You know, if you haven't been there even in a year, you can picture what it looks like out front. It's got that herringbone pattern, uh, brick sidewalk, and, and these very old-fashioned lampposts that are there. But just to hear the story that one day the store owner decided that he was going to rip up the sidewalk and install his own, his own sidewalk and lights is hysterical. I mean, could you imagine that yeah. happening today? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and we, it was, you know, I wanted, it took me a lot of effort to actually talk to John Warren, who was the, the guy who opened the, the Greek odes in 1966 and um, fascinating stories. He had so many, but I had heard stories about the cobblestone and the light post. And uh, he said, yeah, I just ripped up the sidewalk and, you know, didn't have permits, you know, worried about that later. It's like, wow, <laughs> times have definitely changed. <laughs> he'd be in jail <laughs> if he did that today. <laughs> right. He'd be, he'd be in the pokey. He'd be in the pokey. Um, oh, okay. So, so yeah. So as I, as I mentioned, it's not just the music scene. You get these little snippets of Hermosa history as you're doing this walking tour. So let's go into the next era. Okay. So the last one is uh, the infamous church where hardcore punk was born. And um, you're going to hear from Jim Lindbergh, who is the singer from Pennywise, who worked at the dairy across the street so that he could watch his heroes, punk heroes like Keith Morris, come out of the church. And then you'll also hear from Keith Morris, um, who lived in the church, along with our narrator, Joe Nolte, who lived in the church. So we'll take it from now, there. Now, the church, the church it was located where Abigail Restaurant is today. Uh, right. Another building that, you know, I never saw in person. I don't, I don't know when that building was torn down. But, okay, let's listen to it. Take a look across the street at that building on the right. That used to be Altadena Drive-Thru Dairy, where I worked when I was 15 years old. 
Now take a look at your phone. On the right side of the photo is the dairy. On the left side of the photo is a big mission-looking building. That's why I took the job. The band Black Flag lived and practiced there, and I watched that door every day, hoping to see Keith Morris or maybe Greg Ginn walking out with his guitar. It was built in 1924 as a Baptist church, but by the 70s, it was kind of falling apart, like a lot of Hermosa. They started renting little areas of the church out to artists, because Hermosa in the 70s was still very bohemian. And that goes pretty well, until these damn punk rockers come and mess everything up. That would be me and my friends. One of those friends was Keith Morris, who moved into the church in 1978. Remember Keith? Hello people, I'm Keith Morris. I was the first vocalist and founding member of Black Flag and the Circle Jerks. The Circle Jerks were born out of the basement of the church. I think I lived there for maybe 10 months. Let's get a closer look. Now, so when was that, when was that, do we know when that church was torn down? Um, I think it was like the, not long after, um, it was like the late 79 or early 80s, probably early 80s. I don't know the exact date, but right, right in that time frame. Mm. Um, and what is interesting I was talking you know there's a new mural that's being painted as we speak yes. um that's all that that memorializes the 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 church and the punks and skate scene of the 70s and Keith Morris and Jim Lindbergh and there's a nod to Joe Nolte too in the with his band the last that's in the mural but I was there the other day and happened to be talking to Mike Fle- Flaherty who was like worked for the city back at that time mm-hmm. in the late seventies. And he said it was, he was tasked to kick out all the punks and the hippies out of the church so that they could uh, proceed with tearing it down. And here they are now today, you know, he's with the mural organization helping, you know, uh, you know, bring it, bringing it back, <laughs> bringing it back. Yeah. So there's kind of a sweet irony in that. In fact, I was talking to Joe Nolte, our narrator the other day about it. And he said, you know, it's so funny. He actually remembers like being in the church because the, the punks at that time, I mean, they were trying, they were trying to kick him out of town, you know, and they were getting beat up by the surfers and, you know, they, they were a motley crew, some of these guys, you know, or they were just considered, you know, trouble and outcast motley crew Whatever. hey that's a great name and, for a band right 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 <laughs> so he was saying you know he recalls that they were laughing going yeah maybe someday you know they'll have us up on a mural or something you know they don't they don't oh, appreciate right. us now you know so it's funny how time time changes our perspective of things yeah now they're all well-respected men about town right right <laughs> right right <laughs> Oh boy. Um now you know again, take the tour. It's free through October 1st. Uh G, uh experience GPS tours just, you know, on your phone, download right. your app, uh bring your earbuds, right. um uh, comfortable walking shoes, uh bottle of water maybe, and go do it. Uh we just gave you right. a couple of excerpts from it today. <clears throat> uh, is it 75 minutes long, Adam? Is that correct? Yes. 
Yeah. It's 75 minutes long, and now, obviously, you're going to have to start editing some things. You're going to have to get the new mural in. You're going to have to right. change things don't up re- Yak and Yeti. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't remind More work. Me, Jack. More work. <laughs> yeah, right. Editing right. is such oh, a bitch. It is such a bitch, uh, you know, no matter, you know, whether it's uh, written, uh, you know, you're writing something or you're filming something, it is a lot of work. Um, but I, I love it, and, and again, I highly recommend it. And uh, I just I got your email this morning, Adam, with my, my video testimony, so I'm going to be putting that out today. So, uh, But, you know, something, when I find, come across something like this, I love it. And, you know, I'm just going to tell everybody about it. I've been telling everybody about it, so... Uh, fantastic job! You did a fantastic job. Yeah, fantastic job. Thank you, but Adam. Really, thank I, you so I much. Take, we have a few minutes. We have a few minutes, and I want to talk okay. about the future and how <clears throat> not only you can expand what you're doing, but also things like editing and and build in, you know, the 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 infrastructure so that the inevitable changes can be can be made quickly and easily and all of that. I think uh, really um, software and, you know, you can put in processes in place, put processes in place so that editing is much easier and everything is in really tight little sort of modular units. So you can just plug out a unit, plug in another unit and then hit a button and it's, you know, automatically rendered and updated and and everyone gets the update and all that kind of thing. Um, That's just a software process that hopefully you can get in place. But what do you you see, Adam? What do you see as the future of this process and the business that what you've done? You're creating almost like a living history. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Um, Let's see. As far as the future, I mean, I jumped into this, you know, three years ago, crazily. Um, Mm. And had I known then what I know now, I'm sure I would not have done it just because it's the most financially irresponsible thing I've ever done in my life. But, you know, Mm. I'm hopeful. (laughs) I mean, I feel that the exp- when when a tour first of all the technology of gps even though the reality is as it turns out my tour doesn't even use the gps function because it just was not mm-hmm. perfect so the technology is kind of still evolving a little bit but mm-hmm. the um the the combination of the gps uh with everybody's carrying their phones and the the audio storytelling connected to the place is when it's done well, it's an amazing experience. And, you know, I think it is. And almost everybody that walks the tour, you know, is pretty much blown away by the experience. And I also highly mm-hmm. recommend the Detour, D-E-T-O-U-R. And all of their tours are free right now because they were just sold to the Bose company. Anyway, I think that, GPS audio tours, if you're walking, riding your bike, driving, are going to keep growing because the experience is great, you know. Now, how to monetize that um, is the challenge. You know, when, whenever you're doing something that's new, 
you know, people don't have a frame of reference. So you're trying to, mm. you know, get people to take the time to download it and pay for it or whatever the fun. But the biggest challenge is just getting people to take the time, you know, to walk it because they just don't know that it can, it's such a good experience. But I think it'll continue right. to grow, and I'm just putting it out there to the community and to the world, hopeful that I'll find people and organizations that want to partner um, in, in turning this into a business. Like, for example, the video, Jackie, that we did of you um, was done by Greg Montemuro, who's a local mm-hmm. Hermosan who has a business called Foresight Video. And he just said, was so blown away by the tour, he said, hey, I want to I wanna be involved with this. So he's creating these little one-minute videos that we're posting on social media, and he's doing it for free because he believes that it's, you know, he wants to be involved. Now, I'm not asking for everybody to work for free, but who knows what kind of partnerships this is going to bring. And so that's where... I'm just focused. You know, you can't put a business plan together for something like this that has really never been done. You just got to put it out there and have faith that it's going to turn into something positive. You know, I mean, and even if it doesn't turn into a business, who knows? But the fact that um, this is now these stories and this of Hermosa have been preserved for history is really, um, you know, it's like Steve Collins from Hermosa Cyclery. He took the tour, and he was blown away and loved it. And his comment was that this is an amazing contribution to That's Hermosa. That's exactly what I was going to say. You contributed. You contributed something very big and important to Hermosa. Um, and I can think, of, you know, off the top of my head, of dozens of, of different organizations that – that you can partner with, and uh, you know, uh, obviously the tourists. You know, you uh, you know every every hotel in Hermosa right. uh, should be telling their their guests about this audio walking tour because it gives you just such a great general background for the city. Um, fabulous show! Uh, uh, everybody do it! Everybody do it! The tour is free right now. It's free through October first. Download it. Experience GPS tours. Take the tour. Trust me. You'll enjoy it. Um, Joe, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Wow. What a great show. Adam, thank you for this and we look forward to uh following your progress and uh we'd like you to stay in touch with uh Jackie and keep us informed. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping spread the word about the tour and um yeah, you know the just let me just say the last thing. What's when somebody, you know, yes, the market is the tourist, and I know that. But what's most meaningful to me is when locals take it and appreciate, you appreciate Hermosa in a way that you never have, a mm-hmm. deeper appreciation. And that's really meaningful to me. So that's why I'm putting it for free, and I just want to share it with the, with the community. So thank you it's again. Your- it's your passion project. It's your passion project. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Adam. Uh, experience GPS tours.com. 
And, of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. What a great you guys. Uh, contribution. We'll we'll see you all soon. And tomorrow, all for right. sure, great, great show tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.